Welcome back. You are listening to episode number 63 of the Water and Stone Church Podcast. My name is Dieter Randolph, and this is the sound of my voice. And I am Jenny Randolph. We're so glad that you came back. And uh, as we gather around today, I wondered, Jenny, if you had anything going on in your life that you wanted to share. Oh, I have so much going on in my life. Are you kidding me right <laughs> now? Pounced. I feel pounced upon. <laughs> No, um, we, we've been having, we're busy people, so there's, oh, there's a lot. It's, it's, it's sometimes hard to kind of narrow it down to just a few topics. Otherwise, it would be like a four hour long well, podcast. And it's like the point of this segment is so people can know what's going on in the world, but it shouldn't be the whole show. And it's so easy to get into, okay, well, and then on Tuesday... Yeah. Right, exactly. Well, yeah. not on, not, you know, not what's going on in the world, but what's going on in our world, mm-hmm. rather, mm-hmm. I think, because, but maybe we're just not that interesting. Have you ever thought of that? Well, I'm told that a lot. <laughs> well, the first thing that comes to mind is that we ended up spending, I think it was Thursday night. It was. Um, down in Siesta Key with a couple of friends and some of our young adults and it was just a really nice little breath. It was only, we only stayed for one night. Um, we rented a house down there. Um, well, we didn't rent it. Our friends rented it and then invited us to come down and, and stay. But it was just really a nice little breath. We went to an, a fabulous Italian restaurant. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that was fun. Yeah, and- send me a message. I'll send you the, I'll tell you the name of the place because I can't remember it right now. But Basically, we're at a place in the church where we're growing our young adults, which is really college age, let's say, and also our teen group, which is, Mm -hmm. strangely enough, teen age. And uh, we have in the past held big retreats for huge numbers of people and all that, and we've learned a lot along the way, and there's been some people who have served as adult sponsors in that, and some teens who have grown into young adult and even into the adult sponsor range. And so we're at the beginning of regrowing those things and so this time around we had an event at at a house on the beach and it was really cool to have a bunch of people in that house and we were there for the first night of it which was us and the young adults and then us and the young adults moved on and then it was time for the teens to be there and so they're still at the retreat as we record this it's so neat to be at the beginning of this and to really feel that sense of family and also yes the food was astronomically good and that's really what's important I was going to say, yeah, you're talking about all this stuff. Let's get let's get to the important part. I don't, you know. So that was really nice. It was a really nice time to just sort of connect with folks and and um be be a church family. That was really great. Well, and you know, Jenny, whenever we travel anywhere, I always find the best coffee place in that town. And sometimes it's hard when you Google for coffee near me and the thing that comes up is Starbucks or Dunkin' Donuts. It's always a little depressing. But I actually found a really cool coffee place. Is there anything that you do when when you travel to a new town or anything like that that's like, okay, this is how I get myself immersed into the local thing? Or for you, is travel about being away from everything? I, I think it's the latter. I think it's about being away from everything. I don't care. I'll go explore. I don't mm-hmm. need to. I don't need to have every second planned out. And um, oh, I always plan out the an, coffee seconds. It was an okay coffee place. It was. It was not. It was not the best. It was okay. It, it was, was the n- best coffee there. You see, we're spoiled here in Saint Petersburg, it, it was, Florida, yeah. the finest city on the face of the earth. It was okay. I think we can do better if we go back to Siesta Key. I think we can do better. And all I won't right. say the place. I won't say the name of the place. But it it was all right. Yeah. You know, but, I was I. Was was not as big of a fan as I have been for your other fun. Okay, I have I have a pretty good record of finding well, really yeah, good coffee do. places. Um, but once again, just to say again, sometimes you find something that has no business in the place it was. And if you're a Floridian like we are, you're used to all the restaurants along the beach have roughly the same menu. You know, it's all kind of a seafood based. It all comes off the same delivery trucks and all of that. But every once in a while, you'll find something that has no business being there. And that diamond Italian, in the rough. A diamond in the rough. And that, that Italian <laughs> restaurant was absolutely that. I it, it was unquestionably the best Italian restaurant anywhere near uh, the water, let's yes. say. Yes, and our waiter, Robbie, was very sweet. He hurt his back, and I felt sorry for him. I wanted to kind of get up and bring the food, and, you know, he was kind of delivering stuff, and I'm like, go oh, give it to me. Well, that's how oh, big the portions right. are. The waiter yeah. hurt his back. That's he what they hurt his back. Poor Robbie. Well, oh, Robbie, well. if you're listening. But... 
it was nice because we got to actually walk to the restaurant from the place that we were staying. Mm-hmm. And I always like that. Yeah. I like when you can leave the car behind and really experience local stuff. And it was really good for you because you have a new obsession. Yeah, well, I'm I'm at a place where I really want to be uh, more intentional, let's say, about my my fitness. And I spend a lot of time sitting and typing. You know, I do computer stuff a lot. Even when I'm writing my talks or doing whatever, doing the day job or whatever, I'm sitting. And I do little things like I I have a stand-up desk that I use and stuff like that. But I want to be more intentional about it. So despite my better judgment, I went ahead and I bought a fitness tracker. And I bought a, you know, kind of a low-end one because I don't need it to have a satellite uplink or whatever. But among the functions, it tells you how many calories you've burned and how many steps you've taken and it syncs up to a thing on your phone and it I guess it takes in your height weight and uh, level of self-delusion and based on those numbers it says you should walk this number of steps and for me right now it says I should walk 8,000 steps a day how are you doing with that well like as we record this it's coming up on 2 30 in the afternoon and I have walked 877. Oh, so, no. Yeah, but, we got you know. Some, we got some walking I got to a, do. We got to the mall or something. But it, I will tell you. Are we really going to be those old people just making laps in the mall? Walking the mall. The mall. I got to get a windbreaker. It's actually not a bad idea, though. Because Honey, it, No, listen, 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 listen. Old people know what's up. Because mm-hmm. it's climate control. True. Snacks. True. That's bathrooms. The, well, that's the, hey. I don't know, man. Hey, I'm just saying. Well, I don't know if I am I'm not, ready for I am not that against level it. of that level of get commitment. your white tennies and your and your mm-hmm. uh, green slacks. Gotta get and the we're out, we're But out. I gotta say that that I'm not a numbers person at all, as you know. I'm just not interested when we go over our monthly finances and stuff. I glaze over and I end up going, Jenny, are we okay? And you say yes, and then I say, okay, I got what I need. When, when it's time for the weather, I don't need to know what the temperature or the wind speed is. I need to know, do you need a coat or not? I was very surprised that you, um, and, and this was I this was out of the blue. You're like, I'm buying this. I was like, mm-hmm. whoa, okay, that's cool. And I, I did not question. I did not, um, I, I, I silently wondered <laughs> um, what the appeal for you. How many of, times of a day do you silently wonder about something I've done? I'm guessing it's about four. Five. Oh, uh, maybe three. All right, all three. Right. I'll, I, I, I'll give, you, I I'll all give right. you three. I, that, you know, I silently wondered, but I did. I silently wondered. I was like, because that's kind of all about calories and numbers and this mm-hmm. and that and everything else. And I'm and not a numbers guy. Well, is I'm, it helping you? Are you changing? Yes, because it's little things like I will. The past couple of days, I will park at the other end of the parking lot. Okay. Get a couple more steps in. Like I ran into the grocery store yesterday to buy something that I know they have at the cash register. Mm -hmm. I wanted to get a sun pass, a thing that goes through the toll bridges for our son's car. But I went in and I walked all the, I parked at the far end of the parking lot and I walked into the store and I walked all the way around the outside, you know, like around the aisle, like where the dairy is. And I walked all the way around to get some more steps in. That's really funny because I was wondering what was taking you so long. Well, I'm this like, is going to be a he downside. He only had to run up to Walgreens. Um, why needed, is it taking him 45 minutes? I came back and oh, I sold the cow for magic beans. He's, he's wandering around getting his steps in. Hey, listen. That's hilarious. Oh my God, yeah, so I had not realized. That's It's going to so be funny. like Billy from the Family Circus, but I'm just trying You're to... just wandering around. So I don't know. I, I, I don't... I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I want to support you. I fully support you. And I think that this is awesome. Go. You know what yeah, I'm really yeah, curious yeah. about though is I was... It's not the most fashionable thing in the world and I wasn't planning on wearing it on Sunday mornings, but I will say it might be interesting to see how much I walk around when I'm up on the on the platform. You know, I, I often quote Abe Lincoln said that he likes a preacher to look like they're fighting bees. I move around a lot. So I'm really kind of curious... How many? Uh, how many steps? Oh, the camera people will will have a fun time yeah. this Sunday. Then. Well, I'm not going to try to maximize my steps. I'll do that later because we go walk on the beach on Sundays and stuff like that. But I'm just kind of curious what what it ends up being. I bet it's a lot. Well, I fully support you, and I'm excited. I'm excited to see <laughs> excited. where this takes. I'm excited to see where this takes you. It'd be all about numbers. Figuratively. And literally. They're going to start calling me Slide Rule Randolph. It's going to be what it's all about. It's just all about quantifying things because that's me. It could literally take you to all kinds of places. I hope it takes me to Flavortown. 
So as we dig in this time around, we wanted to talk about the part of your life experience that something goes on, something that's unexpected, usually bad. Because, I mean, really honestly, when something good happens, you know, you don't feel, you know, there's not any kind of, I don't know, um, anxiety around it or unless you're really strange, right? Generally speaking. (laughs) So, but I think what we wanted to talk about was the good part of the bad things happening. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think that... We've all got stories of when we sat still. I think that we're encouraged to try and hold still. It's something, it's a recurring theme. I end up talking about it a lot. I would say a good number of my Sunday lessons are about stop stopping. You know, stop trying to hold still. We're so encouraged to try and hold still. So much so that when things are going okay, it's easy to try and hold still. I got the job in a good spot. I got the marriage in a good spot. I got the whatever. But that moment of trying to hang on to something usually is the death watch beetle of of something. Usually the trying to hang on to is like Noah's neighbors and the storm clouds are coming. You know, trying to hold on to the status quo because it's an illusion, because nothing holds still. Trying to hold on to it takes us out of our connection with the divine, our connection with life, however you want to look at it. And as a result, because we're here to grow, God gives us stuff to grow through. And so think about the story of your life and think about all of the times when something happened that completely took the wind out of your sails, that completely, uh, knocked you for a loop that completely gave you another great metaphor to use but you know what i'm talking about think about those stories that you tell about how man i didn't see that coming and just as you said jen it's often a really negative thing but something can happen as a result of that i mean obviously as you think about those stories you're still here thinking about them so obviously that story didn't you know end your existence on planet earth here you are So it's gone and you're here, so that's good right away. We can start to be thankful for it, but it's more than that. A lot of times that story, that event, that catastrophe is exactly what it took to break you open. We're so encouraged to put on armor, to shield ourselves from other people, from fear, from not knowing what's going to happen next, from all kinds of things. And all of that is an illusion because nobody knows what's going to happen next. And fear is a decision. There are people going through way scarier things than what you're going through who decide not to be afraid about it and they just move on. You know, it's one of those things. So knowing the future is an illusion. Fear is a decision. And if we insist upon those things, the universe goes, okay, well, you have given me a very very narrow aperture through which I can give you growth. So here we go. So I want to go back to something that you said just a few moments ago. And you said God gives us. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I want to just, I want to clarify, there's a couple of things there. Because is it that God is giving us this? You know, and, and again, but you, you, we followed that up with the idea that, okay, the universe is, is trying to do this. God is trying to say, all right, I'm, I'm constantly trying to give you this good. I'm trying to make this happen for you, and I'm trying to give you what you ask for. Mm-hmm. So I want to go back and just really think about times when, you know, all the wheels have fallen off and the part of it where where is my responsibility in that and where is you know how does God come in and 
where do I fit in that scenario? Because like I said, it might be confusing, especially if somebody's listening to this podcast for the very first time. Uh-huh. You know, if if somebody says, well, you know, God gives it. And, and it's a pretty common saying, you know, mm-hmm. God gives, you know, God only gives you what you can handle, right? Mm-hmm. So it's it's kind of a an excuse to say, all right, well, I'm strong enough to handle this. And I'm not maybe an excuse, but a rationale to say, right. okay, and- I'm strong enough and I, I got this and, and it's kind of a stiff well, up, it's a stiff upper lip Yeah, thing. and that's not what I mean. And that can lead to some victim blaming. Rick. Well, I guess you just deserve that. And that's not what I mean at all. What I mean is that God, and if you're not comfortable with that, that kind of an understanding, I, I don't, I don't mind if somebody says the universe, I use those terms interchangeably, but it's God to me. But however you want to look at it, evolution, growth, the divine, whatever you want. At the end of the day, you are here to grow. God is infinite and is going to give that finite you and me more and more opportunities to expand outward, right? That's what we're here to do. We're here to grow in every kind of way. We don't have a choice about that. It's like having a choice about breathing. You must breathe. However, you have a choice about how you breathe. You know, it's like when when you start to learn to meditate, they say, watch your breathing, be mindful of your breath. It's like that. Be mindful of the ways in which you interact with your growth with God. Because that universal impetus for growth is mediated by your willingness to grow. So for example, uh, people say expect a miracle, and I think that's a beautiful sentiment. You should expect miracles, but the truth is you must also accept miracles because you can expect the lottery ticket to win. You can expect your true love. You can expect a job that makes you feel happy. You can expect a lot of things, but if you don't accept your good when it comes, God doesn't have much to work with. The universe doesn't have much to give you because it's going to bounce right off because you've made this shield around you with this tiny little place for good to come in. It's like the drain is clogged to mix my metaphors a little bit. And so what I'm saying is, here's what God wants for you. God wants you to grow. And you say, God, I want true love and real happiness. I want to feel free. And God says, I want that for you too. And you say, but... I'm not going to accept anybody who really loves me for who I am, or I'm not going to go out there and be brave, or I'm not going to blah, blah, blah. And God goes, okay, but then the only way you're going to grow is, you know, and there you go. And I have now gone from the hypothetical into very personal stories that each and every person listening can identify with. Everybody has not one, but but many, many stories of how they just weren't going to have it any other way. And they got exactly what they needed to get over their stuff. Now, it might not have seemed that way at the time. I get that. But at the end of the day, that's what we're talking about. And I can tell my story. I have many, but I'll tell a story of mine. And that is to say that, as a lot of people know, on uh, on top of doing minister things, church things, the, the speaking and writing and teaching and podcasting and all the other stuff that that I do I also have a day job and that day job pays the bills and helps us move forward and it is a temporary thing we're moving into a time when the demands of the church eclipse my ability to work a nine-to-five and at that same time you know the universe is supporting us in all kinds of beautiful ways and I really am grateful most of the time but I have certainly had times where I forget why things are the way they are, where I forget to praise and give thanks. Let me take a little detour for just a moment. If you want to get done with your job, you must stop hating your job because that doesn't send it away. That draws it closer, right? So anyway, I had spent some time hating my job. I really did. I would turn on the computer and just feel like a loser. I would go to meetings and I would just blank out because I didn't want to be there. And I wasn't giving that job the opportunity to bless me. If you want to get done with a situation, you must find ways to learn from it and to teach it, to give your best and to receive on that level. We talk about this all the time. But I wasn't doing that. Instead, I was cursing it. I was cursing it left and right. I was talking about it with the eye roll and the sigh and all of that. And it was getting to the point where I know, Jenny, you had said to me a couple of times, okay, what is that attitude going to lead to? 
Oh, I was preparing for it. I saw it coming. I don't think you saw it coming, but I did. I was like, all right, time to time to buckle in because we're we're gonna go for a ride, Doctor Jones. <laughs> well, I didn't want to see it. I mean, I know how this works. We've we've lived it together, and I've lived it alone forever. I know how it works, but I didn't want that. And on a certain level, we talked about complaining in the last episode. On a certain level, it's comforting and fun to have this adversary, this thing to despise. I didn't know I was doing that consciously, but I was. And so after a while of doing that, I got the phone call from my boss's boss. And it was one of those things where I didn't see it coming because by outer appearances, I was doing pretty good. I had just gotten a bonus. My performance evaluations were through the roof. So it seemed like, okay, we're doing good. But mm-hmm. as you know, the universe doesn't work that way. It doesn't no, matter. the universe what. doesn't care if you just got your bonus yeah. or not. It doesn't matter. So my boss's boss calls me and says, hey, guess what? Um, really like what you're doing, but we're having a huge corporate reorganization. We're eliminating a lot of positions. And uh, yours is one of them, and today's your last day. Yeah. Yeah. How fun, right? Yeah. Woo! And so it was, it was, uh, it really took the wind out of my sails because, like I said, the day job helps us make the church go. It helps us finance the things that our family does to make their dreams to come true and in turn to make the world a better place. A lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, what I didn't realize is that I had been biting the hand that fed me by virtue of hating it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think, though, that you go to that place that feels really low. It feels like, am I not good enough? Mm -hmm. Um, What, you know, what just happened? How come this is happening to me? And a lot of times what we say is it's not happening to you, it's happening for you or it's happening through you. Mm -hmm. And I like that so much, but it doesn't help sometimes. (laughs) I mean, I'm just being honest. No, of course. If it it had happened in the times when you're tearful or feeling bad or you have just received the bad news or whatever it is, and somebody came up to you and said, well, you know, this isn't happening to you, it's happening through you, I think I would have some pretty choice words for that person. And I'd be like, you know what? You need to go now. And uh, yeah, if I smack you, does that happen to you or through you? Yeah, you know, exactly. Like, no, don't yeah, don't hit yeah. people, but yeah. you know what I mean. So I, I want to be real sensitive to this, but I do think that sometimes, and again, we're kind of picking on you today, um, not to, you know, not to call you on the carpet or anything like that, but... You can be a very stubborn person, and I know no, it. No, I cannot. Well, I know it and because I will not I am, hear it. And it takes one to know one, mm-hmm. you know. But no, really, I will take that. You can sure. you can be a tremendously stubborn person, and you will have an idea, and you will dig in. And sometimes, just like me, you want to make sure that those people know that you have contempt for them. (laughs) And whether it's in a, well, I'm not going to your meeting today, or if I go to your meeting, then I'm not paying attention. And you're going to know I'm not paying attention because I don't think that very much of anything that's going on. I've done that. And I'm sure we are not the only people on this planet that have done it. You want, you, you want get to get something done? Tell me I can't do it. You know, you know, that kind of, and I don't mean to do it. And, Mm -hmm. but I, I saw you dig in. I saw you get that stubborn, stubborn thing. And that job was not going to make it for you. But at the same time, your desire to have more time to run the church, to have more time to be creative about the things that we're doing, to have more time to work on the, your Sunday lessons, to devote more time to the family and everything else. That desire was absolutely trumping it. I don't think that you knew that at the time, though. Well, and I had been putting out to the, to the universe, I'd been praying about, I need some time to work on. I got a new project coming up that I really want to spend some time on. And the perennial project is the church. Right. Everything else is secondary in a very real way. 
And so I wanted to spend some time thinking about some stuff for the church. We've we've grown past some milestones, and it's really time to sort of take a minute and figure out next steps. I mean, we got a long-range plan, but now that you're in it, okay, what does this mean and how does this work? And I've been just wanting some time to think about that. Um, we started a men's group, and I wanted to work through some of the implications of that. There's a million things that I just really, really, really needed there to be time for. And so I'm saying to God, okay, I really, really dislike this job. It makes me feel bad. And I really, really need some time. But I'm not going to do the things to to make time much, or I'm not going to do things to make things better at the job. And so God goes, this is the example. God goes, okay, well, there is an option here. Right. <laughs> and so that's exactly what happened. And I have to say that like a lot of these moments— it wasn't exactly welcome right off the bat. It didn't take me long to get to a good place with it. I'm proud of myself to say. But in the moment, it was, wow, okay, here we go. Holy moly. I th- and, and I think that you, you know, credit where credit is due. I think you realized. I think you realized right away. I think it was not, re- it was a surprise, but it was not really a surprise. No, by the time I got off the phone with the guy, it was like, oh, that's right. I asked for this. But what I'm saying is it took me a minute to really get to the place of gratitude. Mostly it was like, oh, I'm a real idiot (laughs) for a minute for asking for this and being so stubborn that this is the only way that God could bless me. But isn't it beautiful that it kind of broke you open to let all of that come through? Mm -hmm. And I I think that 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 is the big message to... Anybody that is experiencing any kind of hardship that that's in their lives, it does move you to a place of growth, of peace, and a and a and a space of okayness. Mm-hmm. It it really, if you allow it to, right? I think you have to be a participant in the surrender we talk about surrender a lot i think the reason that we talk about surrender a lot is because we're not good at the surrender part (laughs) well it's that is not a cultural value i mean when you think about it like when you look at adam and eve metaphorically in the story they start out naked because there's no barriers they're not ashamed of who they are and what that means and all of that but as a result of their ego choice they put up barriers symbolized by their putting on clothes and so that is the path the Adam and Eve path that has been followed for so long. And we live in a society now that is capable because of technology, because of all kinds of things, capable of erecting huge barriers, clothes on clothes on clothes on clothes, where people are like Randy, the little brother in the Christmas story movie. They can't even put put their arms down. I can't put my arms down. But the the thing that we learn is what God wants for you, your goal is to get to a place where you stand true. No armor, no barriers, because there's no fear, right? But the choice that we're given is, will you voluntarily remove your armor just as David does before he fights Goliath? Or does something have to happen that just cracks it open like a lobster tail? Mm -hmm. You know, and I have experienced both. Everybody has. But this was one of those times where... I really felt broken open. And that sounds very negative, but the truth is, besides the initial uh uh-oh, there was a real joy for me of, okay, oh, that's right, here we go. And I felt so much closer and feel so much closer to what's important. The trick is to remember well, what was wonderful about it is that, you know, you immediately came and told me and I was like, all right, you know, let's, let's, let's get this together. This is what's the game plan. What are we going to do? And, you know, the industry that you're in, this is not always a surprise. It was a surprise for this one because it happened so suddenly. And no warning but, signs. And, and yeah. zero warning. Zero Usually warning. Usually you can tell, oh, company's not doing so right, well. Right. And you can kind or, of yeah. feel it out. But this time it was just like one, literally one minute you had a job. The next you did not. And so we do prepare a little bit for this, but we came together and we're like, all right, you know, this is, what's the game plan? What are we going to do? And we, this has got to be good. We claimed it as good. We mm-hmm. were like, we're not going to 
we're not going to get down. I think we, we ordered some food. I, you know, we had a, we had a glass of wine and we're like, all right, you know what? Let's, let's happen. And the very next day we found out that you had been approved for your bonus, but if you had, if you had stayed working with them, you were, um, only going to get 85% of that bonus because it was based on how well the company did and all that good, you know, all stuff that you, nobody really cares about (laughs) but as a result of being laid off not only were you given severance and but you were given 100 percent of your bonus which gave us a little bit of it gave us more time well it gave us time to i now have a real good sense of the next project we have some really good ideas about where the church is going to go the men's group is doing really well there's a million things that we're not even really ready to talk about yet mm-hmm. that wouldn't even have occurred to us except that we were able to to be together on this right and so once again and all of that is beautiful but truthfully one of the things that that I really hope to hang on to about this is I've got a big old set of big ambitions and a giant to-do list of things that I see for the church and for our family and for the kids and on and on and on and on and on. All of that is gorgeous and I'm grateful for it. But one of the things that this experience has reminded me of is that outer set of achievements is secondary. What it's really about is getting a sense of closeness and openness to something bigger. It's tricky because people identify themselves by their job. And and I can't speak to what culturally that does to females. But I know that as a guy, you're supposed to have a job. You know, it's one of those things. And so when you don't, even for a pretty enlightened, you know, sort of an environment, you go, "Uh uh-oh, what kind of man am I? Kind of thing. Yeah, even for a sensitive new age guy, right? I own Birkenstocks. But even, you know, it's one of those things where you go, "Uh uh-oh. And so there's a million things, but I love the fact that what I got to do is go, oh, wait a minute. This is where my, my me, my sense of self comes from. Thank you, God. And it was beautiful and liberating. And folks listening, I don't want you to worry about it. I, I have found another day job and all that. Everything's going really well. But along with this new opportunity, I have the reminder of who I am instead of what I do. And what I wish for everybody is to find that. Don't be defined by the things you own or the things you do or the way that you used to be. And don't feel guilty about the things that you have to do. You know, I know that you, we want the church to support you full time. Sure. And I think that that is absolutely a goal. But in the meantime, we're both hustling to, to make everything work. And mm-hmm. thank you, God, that we have the opportunity to do that. And I think it's wonderful. And I am not, I'm not embarrassed, ashamed. I don't feel bad. You know, you do what you have to do to, to get to the next level. And so that's, that's also part of it as well. Well, and I have to say, yeah, I don't be embarrassed and don't be, don't be, um, don't let your ego get in, uh, in the way of doing what you need to do. Well, the, some of the things that I have learned in the corporate world make me a better leader of our organization of Water and Stone Church. There are things that I've been exposed to having a quote-unquote real job that make me a better minister because if somebody is just born on a monastery and never been out in the world, sometimes it's hard to relate to what people are talking about when they're freaking out about a performance evaluation or or you know college tuition or whatever. I've lived through those things. Mm-hmm. So it gives me something that I would not have gotten in any other way. So I really am grateful. There is no wrong way to grow and everything happens for a reason. And it happens for the greater good, for your greater good. So look for opportunities to be broken open. It's okay. We can choose to be defined by the tragedy. But the thing is, it's gone. And you're still here. So it's not really that it happened to you. It's more like you happened to it because it's no more. And you're still thriving, growing, doing the next thing. You move on. You move on. And it's a beautiful thing to move on. So this is the uh, Listen Up 
part of our show, and Listen Up is when people send in questions, and we do our darn best to answer them. Now, there's a lot of ways to send us questions. You can email them to info at waterandstonechurch.com. There's a lot of places that offer comment sections on our Facebook page, on our website for the blog post, all over the place. Find us at waterandstonechurch.com and just hit the contact form. There's a million ways to, to send us questions, and this time I think we've got a really good one. We sure do, Dieter. We sure do. (laughs) No, this is from Natalie J. Thank you, Natalie. And she says, how do I know if I'm barking up the wrong tree? And um, I think that there's, there's a level at which if you have to ask, might be something to look at there. I was going to say, that was my answer. It's like, if it's a question of, does it feel, does it feel right? Does, or does it feel wrong? Mm-hmm. And really get and practice that sense of, well, what is, what, what do I want to do? Why am I barking up this tree? Right. Why am I going in this direction? Is it because it's something that I want to do? Or is it something that I feel like I need to do? Well, and it's, I think that, I, I know I've told this story before. It's a Norman Vincent Peale story, but I'll the, tell the quick version. He's on an airplane and he's sitting next to next to this lady on the plane and she figures out that it's Norman Vincent Peale, you know, world-renowned uh, self-help guru before there were self-help gurus and all this. Good guy, let's say. And she says, you know, I'm Dr. Peale, I'm, I'm really, uh, I'm really torn because there's these two guys in my life and I'm not sure which one I should marry. And then she tells him all about him and all that stuff. And he says, I don't think you should marry either one of them. Yeah. What do you if mean? you have to ask. Because if you don't know, yeah. then, you know, you shouldn't. Now, I will say that it's sometimes that feeling of connection and certainty about something, that feeling of a true love kind of, you know, just like you know you're alive kind of a moment can be buried under Let's say fear, what if it doesn't work out, can be buried under, if I do this thing, then there are people in my family, let's say, who won't understand. It can be buried under expectations. It can be buried under bad self-esteem, like this feels like a good thing, but maybe I don't deserve a good thing. There's a lot of things that can get in the way. So sometimes it's not so cut and dried, and I get that. But there is a point at which you can't help but bark. Well, I was going to say, I'm going to take a little bit of, of of maybe some would say negative, you know, tone. But who cares if you're barking up the wrong tree? <laughs> you know, you're going to learn. You're going to figure it out. And you're going to realize sooner or later that it's the wrong tree. Mm. But you will learn something about the situation. And more importantly, you're going to learn more about yourself. So my advice is don't be scared keep barking up trees and pretty soon you'll be barking at the right one as long as you listen to what happens yeah as long as you listen and learn from it it's yeah it it, it makes no difference i just say go for it yeah you know just have no fear do what you want at worst you know yeah at worst it's going to make you better at barking yeah right get get in some barking practice there's nothing wrong with that god wouldn't it be great the the world is better when the people in it are, are acting with passion Rather than waiting for the right moment. And don't be afraid to make a mistake. Because guess what, guys? You're going to make a mistake. Things are going to go south sometimes. There are things that are going to go wrong. And you will not be able to predict the things that will go wrong. Because it will be the exact opposite of the thing that you thought was going to go wrong. Right. So stop being afraid of that. And I, as soon as you do, you're going to get a real clear picture. And... If you, if you cloud it with the fear of messing up and if you cloud it with the fear of wondering if, oh my gosh, am I, am I doing the right thing? Get that out of there and just do and the picture will become crystal clear and then you'll know whether it's the yeah. wrong tree or not. It's like, remember, remember we both wear glasses just so the people listening know, but you remember the first time when you were a teenager and you got your glasses oh, and you're man. like, there's leaves yeah, on Because I just thought the world was blurry before that. I didn't there's know. There's blades of grass and petals <laughs> on flowers and it's not just one big blob of and color. And I can read the chalkboard at school. Yeah, yeah. But that clarity, that figurative clarity that goes on when you put th- that, you know, your spiritual glasses of no fear on, <laughs> <laughs> Boy, this is going weird. It sounds like but anyway, from Clash of the Titans. Anyway, any but uh, 
Anyway, more goofy. But but really, honestly, but the point stands. You will get a clearer picture when you stop clouding it up with all of your judgments about what you think is quote unquote right or or wrong with the situation. Yeah. Just go bark up some trees. Make sure you have your ears open. Yeah. And get some barking practice in. Yeah. That's all. It's time to check it out. This is the part of the podcast that I know y'all look forward to. And I was wondering the other day, to be honest, how many people get done with the question and then just flick off the podcast and not listen to this section. Well, no, because there's so, a stunning wrap it up section coming. There at the is. End of, yeah. There is. Oh, I forgot about yeah. that. So if you want to, you got to sit through the check it out section if you want the wrap it up. That's true. I got to check about it out that. so that you can learn what it's all about. That's the Beastie <laughs> Boys would say. This is the part where we tell you how to get a hold of us, what we're up to, how to join us, whether um, just online or in person. We would love for you to join us and uh, and let's get started letting them know what's up. So first of all, the a, a really good way to find out what's going on with details, with things like maps and directions, places you can sign up, let's say, or whatever. The best way to get detailed information is by hitting us up on our website, waterandstonechurch.com. There is an incredible calendar page. Once again, maps, you can click it and Google will tell you where to go and all that. Um, in fact, the internet is full of people who will tell you where to go, but that's a separate story. Um, <laughs> there's all kinds of things going on. I'm really particularly proud of the blog on our website. I spend a lot of time working on that and we've got some really great readers, but I'd love for more people to know about the cool stuff that goes on in the blog. But there's all kinds of things about what we're doing. So if you want details, check out waterandstonechurch.com. I want to let you know that we have some ongoing events where you can join us pretty low key events just to come out, meet us and, and be a part of what we do every Wednesday morning. At 7.20 a.m., we meet at North Shore Park for our sunrise walk. And it's about, oh gosh, about an hour of your time. Mm -hmm. And we walk halfway, we get some coffee, and then we walk all the way back. And by the way, when, when I did the sunrise walk, I had the last time I had my motion tracker on. And that day, I went way over my 8,000 steps. There so you that's go. So it's so it's really good. Fulfilling get, get on those, many levels. Get those steps on. So come and join us. Like I said, and like Dieter said, the maps and everything are online at the website. Go and do that. But if you are planning on joining us because it's so early in the morning and the park is a big spot, just drop us a line, you know, let us know. Our number is on Facebook. It's online everywhere. Just either send us a text, drop us an email. Let us know that you're going to be attending mm -hmm. so that we can look out for you because we wouldn't want to miss you. Yeah, absolutely. The other thing I'd like for you to know that's ongoing is our Sunday sunset celebrations. And that is about a half hour, 40 minutes before the sun sets. And we are at St. Pete beach right and st pete beach is a big place too but the map on the website gives a pretty good sense of where we are we park at the dolphin village public parking beach access place and we go um, 100 yards or so south of that and uh there's just a bunch of people gathered around and it's a good spot to to be in just to say goodbye to a week and to celebrate what's coming up next it's a super informal time just a bunch of friends and then afterwards we go get ice cream or coffee or dinner or whatever it's just a nice time to just breathe with intention to sound all new agey but it's true just be there for a minute and just really put a stake in the ground and say i am i am this kind of person i also want to mention our youtube channel if you go to youtube and you google water and stone church you're going to come to our page you can also find it at the bottom of any page in our website there's a link right to our youtube page and we have some spectacular things going on there not only do we have past sunday services but we have all of dieter's um series that he has done they they're amazing the one about prayer is particularly good and i really like the one that you're doing that right now about the beatitudes it's called the helper and it is fantastic and, you know, not to toot my own horn, but toot toot, <laughs> here we go. 
um, this day has been so amazing. And it's just blowing up. People from all over the world are watching the show, making the recipes, and talking about how it's helping them. It's really a neat thing to see. People who are watching you on the New Thought channel or on a YouTube channel are seeing the show and getting a lot out of it. Even if you're not into cooking, you will be by the end of it. Because, Jenny, I got to tell you, along with the recipes, I love the fact that you're actually teaching people how to cook. Sometimes cookbooks or cooking shows and stuff like that, you can make the thing, but you have no idea why it worked the way it does. And I love that like a good parent, you're like, okay, this is why we put this in this. This is why it's important that it's this hot or whatever. You actually can learn how to cook from these shows. And more than that, the insight that you give into spiritual living, what it means to just take a minute and think through these principles is really huge. I think you're helping people in a lot of ways, and it's just so much fun to see. Well, thank you. And I'm ex- I'm especially excited about an episode that is coming up um, this coming Friday. I have our friend Mitch Egan, and he is a guy from Buffalo, New York, and we actually make buffalo sauce together. And the story is really tremendous because the reason he came up with this recipe is because he came down to Florida and he could not find genuine buffalo sauce. So if you're looking for that kind of a recipe, if you're looking for a truly genuine experience and it was so fun to cook with him um Mm -hmm. he's a hardcore meat eater and so you know making vegetarian stuff with him was really fun and i i when he tried it you know i wasn't sure you know i don't think he thought he was gonna like it as much as he did but i think he really enjoyed the food and really enjoyed the experience so it was it was pretty fantastic so catch that episode coming up and i also want to let you know that on may 11th We have another beach cleanup. As you know, at Water and Stone Service is important to us. We're always doing something out in the community. Mark your calendars for May 11th, and that is a Friday. We're going to be at Fort DeSoto Beach. And once again, maps and directions on the website. We're going to be there from 3 o'clock to 8 o'clock. If you have work that day, it's okay if you come a little bit later. No problem. But be there with us when you can on the evening of... uh, May 11th, because we're going to be cleaning the beach. We're going to have a cookout. It's a great time to just be together. Sometimes people want to bring their friends to water and stone stuff, but it feels weird to bring them to church. I understand that that's kind of an intimate thing and all of that. So this is a great opportunity. If you don't want to be there at church with somebody, if you want them to get this experience kind of coming in the side door, be there at one of our service projects. Come pick up some garbage or make some soup for some homeless people or clean something. When you're there to serve with us, you really get a sense of who we really are, not just what we talk about. You know what I mean? And so once again, May 11th, Fort DeSoto Beach. There's maps on the website. It's going to be great. And I want to let you know that you can always join us on Sunday mornings for our Sunday worship services. We meet at USF St. Pete Harbor Hall, and the street address there is 1000 3rd Street South. And we meet at 11 a.m. every single Sunday morning. And it has been so amazing. We're past Easter. We're into some, we're finishing up a series and getting ready to start a new one. Mm, it's a yeah, really, it's really good. good time for you to come and be a part of the Sunday service. And I'm really excited to, um, this will be our first full, the last Sunday in April. We are doing something special. It will be a full service of Ask the Pastor. Mm -hmm. And so Dieter will just be standing up there answering questions left and right that you have. So if you ever have a question for us while you're there or about the theology that's happening or about, you know, something that's going on in your life, that is the Sunday that you want to be there again every Sunday, 11 a.m. Absolutely. And the best way to stay in the loop for what we're doing to be part of those notifications and everything else is to use your phone to text the word I am ready. It's all one word, I-A-M-R-E-A-D-Y. Text I am ready to 84576. That's 84576. If you text I am ready to 84576, you will automatically be included in our list. And what that means is once or maybe twice a week, you'll get a text message or an email that says, hey, here's our newsletter or uh, hey, we're our everybody's bringing cake tomorrow or whatever it is. You know, don't forget that it's daylight savings time, you know, that level of announcements, just real quick stuff. And we don't you know, we don't blow up your phone. Like I said, one or two messages a week. And it's a great way to stay in the loop for all of the things that we are up to, because man, oh, man, we are up to a lot of things.
Eater, it's time to wrap it up. I want you to think about your first car. And I think most people really romanticize that first car that they had. And they think about how fun it was and everything else. But the truth is, for most people, that first car is actually not a very nice car. For most people, it's probably a little bit junky. It was a cheap car. Most of the time when you're 16 or whatever, you got the car is not a great car. The reason that it's magical and special has very little to do with the thing and a lot to do with who you were and more who you are now. Well, as it turns out, everything is like everything. It's okay to have those moments that break us out of our attachment to a particular outer circumstance and bring us closer to that person who is romantic, who is free, who is passionate, who is in tune with something infinite instead of surrounded by things that are finite. Thank God for those stories when we are broken open. Thank God that we don't mind what tree we bark up as long as we listen and as long as we keep on barking. Because the thing is, we're going to make mistakes in the world. That's okay. That's part of how we learn. Think about the things you've learned. When we make a mistake, it doesn't put a dent in God. And It doesn't put a dent in the divine part of you. All it does is reveal the chink in the armor, the place where that less than true part of you needs to fall away. And we want that. So just keep on barking. Just keep on trying. Just keep on giving thanks. This podcast is recorded at Pinfeather Studios on the comfy orange couch. And the grand poobah of Pinfeather Studios is the handsome and strong Raina Randolph. She edits these podcasts, does a million other things for us. She's part of the band on Sunday morning. She leads the band on Sunday morning. And she's one half of the music that you hear right here. The other half is the lovely and talented Miles Randolph. He is a virtuoso, and you get to hear him here on the podcast and playing guitar every Sunday morning at 11 o'clock. This podcast is solely supported by you. And there are a lot of things you can do about that. If you want to help support this podcast, help keep the lights on for us, you can go to our website, waterandstonechurch.com, and there's a donate button where you can do that. You can go to Amazon and shop and support us that way. That's awesome. But honestly, right here and right now, there are some things you can do without even breaking stride that help support us in beautiful and important ways. One of the things that you can do is share. Tell somebody about this podcast. Everything we do, our blog posts and our YouTube videos and everything else we do is infinitely shareable. We make it as easy as we can for you to click a button and retweet it or post it on your Facebook wall or email it to somebody. Do that. Because if you're listening to this podcast, it means it's making a difference in your life. It means you know somebody who it could make a difference for too. So take a minute and share. Another thing you can do very, very easily is write us a five-star review. Go to wherever you're listening to this podcast, iTunes or SoundCloud or Stitcher or Google Play or wherever. There's an opportunity to write a review. Just click on that fifth star and that sets into motion the process that tells the powers that be that this podcast is worth promoting to a larger crowd. And that's huge for us. Finally, the most important thing you can do, really, the most important thing you can do to help support what we're doing is show up. Be a part of this community of people who subscribe and talk about what we do. Be a part of our worship on Sunday mornings at 11 o'clock. It is a life-changing experience.